0: All right, 2023 season is in the books. It's been in the books for over a month. The St. Louis Cardinals off season underway. Um, thought I'd take a little bit of time here to do, you know, 20 or 30 minutes on this offseason. It's a big offseason, obviously, coming off of the awfulness of last season. Um, I haven't done anything on the Cardinals since the trade deadline, so July 30th was the last time I did something there, so getting to something a little bit here. Uh, Obviously recording this on Monday. Uh, Earlier today, the Cardinals announced uh, signing of Lance Lynn to a one-year deal worth up to $13 million in bonuses. And my instant reaction was uh, okay. I I don't know. I mean, I I think obviously you can't sit here and look at that move and think that that's the big move. Of the winter, naturally, Lancelin had a, in a word, awful season last year. He's a little bit better with the Dodgers, but not much. Uh, really bad numbers last season. gave up a ton of home runs. You got to hope that that improves a little bit in St. Louis. Without hard of his hit home runs uh, at Bush, but you can't really be sure about something like that. Um, I think it's a good innings eater addition. Like I think a guy like Lynn, and then add him in with Michaelis. That's two guys that can eat a lot of innings, and I think that's probably the Cardinals. Uh, perspective or thought on that and the fact that they wanted to do the nostalgia thing again i don't know uh lance limb was a good cardinal hasn't been in forever it feels like so be interesting to see him back in the fold um other moves uh non-tender guys andrew kisner jake woodford juan Yepes, uh dakota hudson Can't be surprised with any of those. Um, Hudson looked better last season, but still not a long term guy here. Kisner, I think, uh, outside of being a team leader, didn't really give you very much overall. Uh, So you you give Ivan Herrera, Ivan Herrera, a chance to be the backup to Contreras, and then you still have other guys in the minors moving their way up. Uh, Yep, as you know, that guy deserves another opportunity elsewhere, kind of like Luke Voigt, I would say, a little bit in that regard. So you give him a shot elsewhere, um, and then Woodford did not have a good season last year. So there you go. So right now, you know, you look at this roster, and there are things that need to be done, especially in pitching, because right now your rotation is Michaelis, Lynn, Mats, Zach Thompson, Matthew Levertore. That's three lefties. They can't have all three of those guys in this rotation that are lefties. So I would think the, the goal of this offseason for the Cardinals should be adding at least one good, really good starter and then another guy that could be a number two. Because I think if you put two guys in front of Michaelis and Lynn, have those guys as your three and four, and then your five is probably Steven Matz, and then you have Libertor and Thompson out of the bullpen as the two lefties, I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, knowing what we know about how John like operates and how the Cardinals operate, I think it's tough to believe that they're going to sign two guys that could be number one and number two. They could say one guy that could be a number one or a number two, but I would I would be surprised if two of those three lefties, Thompson, Libertoir, and Mats aren't in the rotation when the season begins. That would be a little bit of a surprise. Um, but there are a lot of options in both free agency and trades. I'm leaning towards thinking that the Cardinals are going to sign one free agent pitcher of, of high value and then trading for one, I just don't know if it's going to be the high-end guys that we think it might be. Um, So looking at this bullpen as well, uh, Helsley, Gallegos, um, Romero, Palante, King, Drew Rahm is pretty much your good options, I guess, that are already on the roster. Like I said, though, I would think Thompson or Libatoire or both could both, uh, could be bullpen guys. Um, let's, let's look at this, the options in free agency. Also, let me just say this, the Cardinals, I, I think a reason why a trade makes so much sense, they have to trade one of like Edmund Carlson O'Neill. One of those three, I would think would be guys you have to trade at least one of them uh, to kind of clear up the outfield log jam. You want to have versatility for Brendan Donovan. By the way, if Brendan Donovan gets traded, throw everything out the window. I mean, it's a, that would be an insane move to make, especially given the versatility, the contact. He's just a really, really good baseball player, and I think it makes zero sense to trade him over a guy like Edmund or Carlson or O'Neill. Um, so – Jordan Walker is going to be in the outfield or DHing. He's going to have that opportunity. You want to allow some versatility for Donovan. I think Lars Newbar is your everyday center fielder. I don't think there should be any question about that. That's why I lean more towards Dylan Carlson being traded this offseason. Uh, and then they have O'Neill and left likely in that scenario. Uh, but you got to trade one of those three guys that I mentioned. I, don't, I think that's a no brainer. Um, so looking at the free agents, and I've tiered the free agents. Um, Tier A to D. They're all pitchers because I don't really want to think about, you know, position players or anything like that for free agency with this, with the current construction of the roster. I don't think that would be the right thing to do. So looking at it on the surface right now, tier A for me, and this is based on value and fit. I didn't do anything realistic here, okay? These aren't all realistic options, but value and fit is how I do the tiers. Cause I think there's some options in tier A that are just unrealistic options and we'll get there. I think the number one guy for this team <clears throat> that, that makes a lot of sense. And it's something they wouldn't do is obviously uh, right into pitcher. Yoshinobu Yamamoto from Japan, 25 years old last season. Playing in Japan 17 and 6 with a 1.16 ERA and 171 innings, 176 strikeouts, and a 0.860 whip. He's the number two free agent according to MLB.com rankings only behind Shohei Otani. And his projected contract is nine years, 225 million. Now, there's a lot of competition for him, whether it's the Dodgers, whether it's the, 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 the Mets, the Yankees, the, the Red Sox. There's a lot of competition. And the Cardinals are not a team that has landed the big name Japanese free agents. They got Sang 1 They got, you know, um, other players from Korea or Japan in the past. But usually that's not the case. These big market teams are going to be high up after him. And it's really going to come down to is he willing to, um, I don't know if take less is the right word, is he willing to. Come here because of fit and relationship with Lars Newpar and that. You know, I just don't I don't see it, you know. So I think that would be their best option. I just don't see it happening. The next best option, I think, is probably Sonny Gray, just because I favor him over Snell a little bit. We'll get to Snell in a minute because you know the Cardinals already have a boatload of left-handers and a boatload of guys who are um uh I was gonna say old, but Blake Snell's 31. Sonny Gray's older, but I think. Sonny Gray is a good fit in the sense that he's pitched a lot of innings and was really good last season and has been good for a little bit. Um, and pitching in a, in a ballpark like St. Louis should favor a lot of these guys. Sonny Gray 34 years old. Uh, last season, 8-8 eight eight with a 2.79 ERA, 184 innings, 183 strikeouts, a 1.147 whip, 2.83 FIP, very good. Uh, second in AL Cy Young voting behind Garrett Cole. I think Sonny Gray is a guy that I would not be surprised in the slightest if the Cardinals signed him. Uh, projected contract, four years, $90 million, which is tough to justify, but I think you throw an option towards the back end there, it makes a little bit more sense. Um, but this rotation is pretty old. I mean, Michael is 35, Lynn's 36, Mats is 32. Those are your three guys you could probably almost lock in right now. Uh Sonny Gray, the seventh overall ranked free agent according to MLB.com. Uh Blake Snell, the next one in Tier A, the final pitcher in Tier A, 31 years old. Uh played for the Padres last season, had a great year. Cy Young winner in the NL, 14 and 9 with a 2.25 ERA, 180 innings, 234 strikeouts. The Cardinals looking for more swing and miss guys. Blake Snell is a guy like that. Um At a 1.189 whip uh, and a 3.44 FIP. Uh, Projected contract, seven years, 200 million. He's the third overall free agent according to MLB.com. I just don't see the Cardinals giving a guy who's over 30 years old a seven year deal as a pitcher. You know, like Yamamoto is 25. You give him nine years, that's fine. I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, But it's a guy who's never pitched in Major League Baseball. So a nine year deal with that much money, you know, there are questions there. But I don't think that's the worst thing in the world if you give Yamamoto nine years, 225. That'd be. Amazing in my opinion. I just don't think that's how the Cardinals operate. Um, but Blake Snell, I think, makes a lot of sense if you can get him for less than seven years. If you can do a five-year deal with Blake Snell, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh Blake Snell had a great year. He's a swing and miss guy, like I said. Uh, you plug him into the top end of the rotation. He won the Cy Young last year. So those three guys in tier A would be really, really good signings to me, almost no matter the terms, unless you're giving Sonny Gray four years, which I think is hard to justify. If there's no option somewhere in there. Now, Tier B, C, and D will have one guy because I think there's a gap between my thoughts on these guys in terms of fit and in terms of value. Tier B to me is Jordan Montgomery, who, of course, the Cardinals traded to the Texas Rangers. Montgomery helped lead the Rangers to a World Series championship. Uh, He's 31 years old. He is a Boris client, which I think makes this not a realistic thing. Uh, He was 10-11 and last season with a 3.20 ERA, 188 in two-thirds innings pitched, 166 strikeouts, and a 1.193 FIP. Uh, he's a number eight overall free agent according to MLB.com. Six years, $150 million in the projected contract for him. I would love to see Jordan Montgomery back in St. Louis behind, hopefully, an improved Cardinals defense in 2024 because – He's the type of guy where if you have a, a good defense behind him, he can really really shine. And he did so in 2022 after that trade from the Yankees. It's just the Cardinals were a bad baseball team in front of him, behind him, in front of him. Everything about the team last season was awful. So you would hope that it would improve. You get a better defensive season out of Nolan Arenado, you get a better uh, defensive season out of uh, you hope Jordan Walker makes some stride and improvement. Uh, I think Newt Barr as the guy in center field could be really helpful with how good he is. Even if you lose Tommy Edmond, Mason Wynn I think is going to be a very, very good fielder at this level. Um, And obviously, you know, other pieces as well. Donovan a good defender and Gorman improved last season. Uh, But I think Jordan Montgomery would be great to have him back. I don't see the Cardinals doing a deal like this with a Scott Boris Klein. I just think that's how it works unfortunately in some cases. Um, but, you know, you, you just look at the – the. it's hard to be realistic about this team because a lot of their best moves in the Mosaic era, especially recently, the last five or six years, have been in trades. They've had some bad trades, but they've had a collection of really, really, really good trades, may, namely the Arenado deal from Colorado and the Goldschmidt deal from Arizona – uh, but free agency's been pretty miss, you know. I the 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 Mike Leak thing was terrible. Dexter Fowler gave you something, but it wasn't great. Um, Andrew Miller, not great overall free agency uh, wise in that signing. So you worry about the Cardinals doing free agent deals like this. But I think you have to be desperate after how bad they were uh, pitching last season. So I think you have to figure something out in that regard. Uh, tier C for me is Lucas Giolito of the Guardians. I think it says a little bit about something. I think it says something, the fact that uh, he was on waivers and the Cardinals could have had him and didn't do so. Uh, He went from the White Sox to the Angels to the Guardians last season. He's 29 years old. I think he'll be 30 when the season is going on. I'm not sure though on that. I went over a lot of different ages for this uh, last season, not great form. 8 and 15 with a 4.88 ERA, 184 and a third innings pitched. 204 strikeouts, 1.313 whip. Uh, number 18 overall free agent, according to MLB.com. Projected contract, two years, 44 million. I would have trouble justifying two years, 44 million without an option for Lucas Giolito, but you look at the numbers and what do you think? You think swing and miss, 204 strikeouts, 184 innings. That is something that the Cardinals are looking for. That is something you could justify doing if you're John Mose-lock. Uh, But overall, I don't see the Giolino thing happening. I think that a Flaherty reunion would be more likely. I don't need a Flaherty on this list. Tier D, the final one, I don't want to do it because I think there's a lot that comes with it, but he was very good in the first half of last season. That's Marcus Stroman, Chicago Cubs last season, 32 years old. Uh, he was ten and nine with a three point nine five ERA, one hundred thirty six two thirds got hurt, innings pitched one hundred nineteen strikeouts, one point two five nine WHIP. Uh, number twenty one free agent according to MLB.com, and same projections. Gilito, two years, forty four million. Don't love it. I think if they do it, that's okay, but I don't love it. I think that you have to go a different direction than this. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the Cardinals kick the tires. I'll say that. Um, next up. Possible trade targets. I think this is a better crop of players. I just worry about the Cardinals trading Brennan Donovan, which I think would be a huge mistake. Dylan Cease of the White Sox. I think there'll be some steam there. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. Shane Bieber of the Guardians. Tyler Glasnow of the Rays. Paul Blackburn of the A's. And Alec Manoa of the Blue Jays. That'd be a, a sell or a buy low. Option, uh, but I would kind of rank those options just like that: Cease Bieber, Glassnow, Blackburn, Manoa. Um, I think you move a Dylan Carlson or a Tyler O'Neill in a deal for any of those guys, except for Blackburn and Manoa. But those first three: Cease Bieber and Glassnow. I think you 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 think about doing something like that. Um, but I think a trade is is something that I can see very much on the table for the Cardinals this off season. Uh, the overall goal just has to be improve the rotation and spend some money. That's what it should be. Improve the rotation, spend some money, figure out the outfield situation, and this team can bounce back in some way next season. Like I think the division is going to be pretty open. I think the Brewers are going to not be good. I still don't think the Pirates are there. I think the Reds will be pretty good. I think the Cubs will be pretty good. But the Cardinals should be right in the mix with those other teams as long as they can fix the rotation, fix their bullpen, add some pieces, I just think the Cardinal fans need to temper the expectation in terms of how much money you think they're going to spend. Because I'm not convinced they're going to spend a ton of money. I'm just not. I just don't think that that's something that this front office wants to do very badly. I, I don't know. I mean, you look at their their payroll right now. I don't have it pulled up, but I can pull it up here. Um, hold on. Sorry about this. <laughs> so their total payroll right now, uh, projected total payroll is $147 million, $116 million active payroll. So right now you're looking at uh, money to spend. You know, there's money to spend for this team, and they need to do it. And I think it, it should be an interesting thing to view if they do, in fact spend some real money to try to improve this team. Because there's no excuse for this team not to have a top 10 payroll. Just none. And right now they're 14th um, in the league. And last season they were 17th. That's embarrassing with how much support this team gets. And, uh, you know, I don't know what else to say. Uh, But overall, like I said, it's very simple the avenues to take to fix this team. It's just about doing it the right way and making the right moves. And, you know, I don't know if we should all trust John Moselec to be the guy to do that, but guess what, folks? He is the guy to do that. He's the one doing the job. He's not going anywhere. The ownership's not going anywhere. Marmol seemingly not going anywhere, although I will say if they're bad next season, I think he's probably on his way out, Um, which would give Moselec one, two, three hires in a span of uh, 11 years, I want to say, or I guess four hires. Because he hired Matheny, he hired Schilt, Marmol, this would be number four. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. I'll definitely do something either when the offseason is wrapped up or if they do make a big move, I can do an instant reaction to that. I think everybody for listening, make sure to like and subscribe. I know that this podcast feed has so many different topics that most people don't care about. And I want to limit that in some regards, but overall, whatever, I'm just doing this to do it and it's fun. So whatever, who cares? Uh, Thank you.